Starks with us. When free agency started, it was nice that we had Mike Conley in the fold because of the trade, and that sends a message. Other players around the league think so highly of Mike, not only because he's an incredible point guard, but because of who he is as a teammate in person, combined with Donovan, Rudy, Joe Ingles, coaching staff, the great team that we have. When free agency began, we were able to be very aggressive, and we had players that were equally interested in us, so things went pretty quickly, and we were able to add some really great vets on the back end that will make us deeper and help round out hopefully what will be a very competitive team that will have a shot this year. Good friend Josh Parcell, give us your thoughts on the youths. A lot of folks around here very optimistic about their chances this year. I think in a pretty subpar division, Utah has the best chance to come out. They should go in as the favorite. They have, I think, more stability right now than just about any other team in that division. The only other team that I see right now in the Pac-12 South that matches them from a talent standpoint is USC. This talent really hasn't gotten it done at USC in quite a while. So I've got Utah as the favorite to win that division, and Bill Steele picking them as his number one sleeper team put a lot of attention on the youths now. They've got to live up to it. The voice of the BYU Cougars, he's Greg Rubel. I feel that Jeff Grimes believes he's got a pretty solid number one offensive line. There are just enough returning receivers. Somebody will emerge from that group. Tight end is always going to be solid with Matt Bushman, and Zach Wilson has impressed the staff how well he's come back from the surgery, and there's a good backup in Jaron Hall. Adding these 50-year running back, you got your leading touch guy back from last year in Lopini Katoa, and the pieces are there. It's essentially a veteran offense back from last year. Now, there were steps to take. BYU needs to score more and probably for their own wishes throw more or throw more productively, but the ingredients are there on offense. David Locke, what is the big move this summer that you're really looking forward to seeing play out out of all the movement we've seen in the offseason? I think Mike Conley is the jazz, actually. I don't think we know how good Mike Conley is. He's always been really, really good, borderline all-star with no help around him. His wing players have been Tony Allen, Tayshawn Prince, Rudy Gay, and O.J. Mayo. I mean, he hasn't had any help. He played with two bigs for most of his career in Zach Randolph and Marcus Soul, so he didn't have a lot of room. So this is like the first time he's playing with a space floor. You know, by the end, Gasol wasn't the same player, so I'm very interested in that. If we think Zach Wilson can be a really good quarterback at BYU, let's look back at the other really good quarterbacks, and they always had a guy, a real player. Max Hall had a bunch of them, but he had Austin Colley, and if you want to throw Dennis Pitta in there, those are two ballers. John Beck had Todd Watkins. Man, that guy could play. Yeah, they had guys who could play. Are there those guys ready to go this time around? BYU seems as though they're optimistic that they have them. I'll just say that they have to have them. Otherwise, they can't have a winning record. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Sounds of the Week right there, brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. If you're going anywhere, stop at Diamond. Park there. They've got take uh, care of your car and you uh, go grab your flight. 24-hour-a-day shuttle service. They've got the valet covered or not. Uh, They've got waters for you. The customer service is terrific. Just off I-80, 
on Redwood Road, Diamond Airport Parking. Gordon, we're here at the Tour of Utah. Everybody else's team's got a turn. Now it's ours. It is. We are here. We are ready to uh, watch these spectacular athletes fly on by. And I think we got the best location. No offense to North Logan or Brigham City or North Salt Lake where we've been uh, as far uh, this week. But uh, we're on Capitol Hill, Gordon. We're up here at the beautiful Utah State Capitol. We're kind of on the southeast side of the grounds. If you're coming to today's race, I suggest that you stop by. We have jazz gear for you. And here's the big one, Gordon. We're giving away loads of tickets today. All right. You ready for this? I am. We have two pair of Salt Lake Beast tickets. Would that be pair or pairs? I've always said two pair. All right. I'm what's what's sure. correct? I don't know. Uh, we have a pair of 311 and Dirty Head tickets coming to USANA. Should be a great show. Two so pairs. Like, it's like moose. What do you mean moose? Is, is it moose or meese or mooses or is, is the singular the meese. same as the plural? Pair? Because you said we have three pair. So if if if, if the pair is a singular. Then, but you got three of them. Then is it pairs? Where's your AP style guide? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, Aren't you supposed know. to have that? You are a newspaper man, after all. Yeah, I'm, I don't have it with me. Yeah, it's not. Te- I've got most of it in my head. Don't they teach you that in journalism school that you never go anywhere without your AP style guide? Because <laughs> it feels like you're breaking the rules right I now. I probably am. Uh, we have two pair of tickets to go see Heart, their Love Alive tour. Oh, good. And we have one pair. Of tickets to go see Godsmack coming out to USANA. So we are swimming in terrific tickets. So just coming out here, enter to win. We'll be giving away all of those throughout the day. And I mentioned we had jazz shirts as well. We do. Uh, they, I love it. They're doing kind of a, a twilight race tonight. They're starting at 6 o'clock. So it's this This would be a fun stage to come see, especially if you've never seen a, a tour of Utah stage. Come downtown, downtown on a Friday night. Check it out. Watch the race. Uh, and come by and see us. Sounds like a pretty sweet Friday night. Plus, the weather is terrific. It's gorgeous. A little breeze coming through. Oh, man. It's nice. Summer evenings in Utah. No place better. This is going to be a great stage. Yep. So uh, come on down and see us uh, down here at uh, or up here at Capitol Hill, up here at the Utah Capitol. You know, it's one of those things, Jake, that until you see these guys in action in person, you can't appreciate it. And people say, well, they just buzz on by. But, man, there's a lot of them, and you get to see how fast they go. I mean, that was the thing that really struck me is I mean, the miles per hour. Remarkable. Well, and the, the organizers of the event do a good job of making it an event. You know, there's lots of stuff to yeah. do. There's uh-huh. lots of things to check out. And then, of course, to, to watch the race itself. They do a do a wonderful job, and it's it's fun to be a part of it. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Uh-huh. have a lot to do today, Gordon. We're going to have Gordon's list coming up uh, in moments, and I've been promised it's a humdinger. So Who we'll, told you that? Austin. Uh, maybe he's in. I've he's never in and will never say that. the universe or something. 
What are are you saying that this week's list is is underwhelming? No, is that what you're getting? At? No, no, no. Uh, there is some negativity in it. Oh, my favorite. And, and as you know, I'm a positive person, and it hurts. You've been trying to when, this week when there's anyway. some negativity involved. But yeah, I got some stuff to get to. Okay, so we've got Gordon's list coming up. Big T is going to be on the show. Thurl Bailey at the top of the five o'clock hour. We have not talked to Big T this off season, so we have a lot to go over with him. And uh, and what uh, he thinks about the Utah Jazz going into this season? Yeah, always a pleasure. Always. Kind of miss seeing Big T. We haven't seen it. You know, you get used to bumping into him uh, on Jazz game nights. You know that guy. I tell you, he and and Britton Johnson are the two that I uh, see this most regularly. They're tall, right? Yeah. So there's no. I mean, what's T, Big T's six eight, six nine, somewhere no, around at there? At least he's probably yeah. six ten. The uh, Britain six ten. So there's no there's no going just blending into the crowd for these guys, <laughs> right? It's just impossible. So they have people that recognize them and come up and see them often at the jazz games. Yeah. And they are, if, unless you call Britain Sean, then you're going to get a different response. But uh, I'm telling you, they are so nice to people. Oh yeah. And love like shaking hands and saying hi and all this. And I think they are superhuman beings because if it were me. You would just be blowing everybody off. Oh, my gosh. And I like to consider myself a nice person, but they, they can't walk down the hall without people coming up and, and saying hello. And, Britain, I watched you in the in the finals back in 90-whatever. And, Big and people saying uh, hi to you, you find annoying? It's just the, the constant constants of it. That's not the right word, but you know what I'm saying. Well, it I just it happens. There, there's like uh, I'll, I'll give you another example. I went to a I went to a concert at Redwood or Redwood Red Butte. Okay, Red Butte Gardens, uh-huh. and uh, it was for uh, my wife's old law firm, and so they had the the like the tables in the back. They I don't know if you've been to Red Butte, but they have tables back there mm-hmm. as opposed to sitting on the grass, you're sitting on tables. And so I'm sitting back there, and I'm just looking. The concert hasn't started yet, and I uh, just go, Oh, hey, Mark Eaton's here. And he was going to his seats on the other side of the venue. Well, yeah, as you said, you just have to get used to that. There's no ability to be like, okay, I'm just I'm going to blend in with the crowd. Everybody knows where you are and what you're doing at all times if you're outside your front door. Yeah, yeah. Well, Scotty can relate to that because uh, he can't go anywhere without people in a, a PK. You know, walking around. And people, Look, there's PK. Me, I just go anywhere. It doesn't when matter. When you and I went with PK and Bowler to uh, the Dewey Brothers concert, remember that? I do. That lady who came running up to PK and wanted her picture with him? He can't go anywhere without that. He's too. a celebrity. Celebrity. And, and you know, he's not tall, but, uh, you know, the, the people come running up. I don't so uh, they have to deal with it. They get used to it. You got to be nice to people. But but see, they can even blend in because they don't stick out of a of a. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like but, they can walk down the hall and you get in, not necessarily be noticed. But their celebrity has grown to the proportions of being unavoidable. That is completely untrue with PK anyway. I don't. What know. Are, what are you feeding PK's ego for? It that's not necessary. I'm just. Having fun here. How do you do in a in a crowd? You get recognized everywhere you go. Didn't get recognized today. Sure didn't. <laughs> uh, Gordon had a, a very near, uh, very near. Don't you know who I am? Story today. 
Yeah, getting in here, I didn't have my credential with me, neither did you. And they waved you straight through, and by the time I got there, the guy says, uh, there's a gate. It says road closed. And he says, uh, do you have your credential? I said, no. I, I said, I have my face. <laughs> <laughs> I have, you know. And he looks at me and goes, who are you? <laughs> I said, I'm Gordon Mountain. And he said, "Who you had no clue, no idea who, who you're with." <laughs> I'm with the FBI. Let me in. <laughs> I drove right on through. <laughs> you sure did. You I cruised did. on through. Right. And I, I just, uh, well, I'll tell you this. And then, quick. but wait, let me tell you at the at the very end. Uh, I said, "I'm just doing a radio show up here," and uh, and then he looked at me and said, scolded me, and said, "Next time." You better have your credential with you, or you'll be walking a long way. And I just smiled and waved and drove on by. Interestingly enough, Gordon, uh, it it was at the tour of Utah, or at a stage of the tour of Utah, when I famously drove on the golf course. (laughs) That's right. I had another (laughs) driving snafu today. You went the wrong way on a one-way street? I went the wrong way on a... Well, I, Did you okay. yell, I'm only going one way? So I, I come up and I go around the Capitol. And long story short, there's a road on the back of the Capitol where if you go down it, you end up on 3rd West, basically in Bountiful. You know what I'm talking <laughs> oh, about? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That road. So I end up going, driving around the Capitol. I can't... I, there's some road closures, obviously. And I end up in a neighborhood... On the back side of the Capitol, right by that road, right? Okay. Long story short, I come out of the neighborhood. I'm going the wrong way on a one-way street. I come to the intersection with that road, and there's it's either drive one on a one-way street <laughs> Turn for probably 100 <laughs> yards or end up in Bountiful. <laughs> and you didn't want to end up in Bountiful? I just waited Beautiful for, city. A, waited for a break in the traffic and then punched it. <laughs> You broke the law. I should not have. I should not have. But I. I don't. I don't know. I would have done the same. It would have yeah. been. It, it would have been a long. How way. long was it? How long was what? The, I pro- the distance that you had to cover. Uh, probably a hundred yards. Hundred yards on a football field. Okay. Well, I'm glad you made it. But that would have been funny if you'd been pulled over. Oh, I don't know what it is about me, the tour of Utah, and, and operating motor vehicle. But you know, I struggle. Yeah, I well, it's worth bit. coming on over to check this out. It really is a cool event. Been going all over the state, and uh, I think people really enjoy it. All right, we'll have uh, we'll get to Gordon's list coming up right around the corner. Uh, you want to give us a tease? Uh, I I got I got good news, and I got bad news, and I have exciting news. Ooh, I really like that vehicle right there. Is that not a thing of beauty? It looks like it would go anywhere. I don't know what that is. You ever seen anything like that? I bet you could afford it. Good news. It's really cool. cool. Bad news. And what was the third? Exciting. Exciting news. news. Coming Mm -hmm. up next, Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the Tour of Utah, stage number four at the Utah State Capitol here on 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Jay Drew, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone covering the BYU Cougars. Do you think the level of optimism that you sense around the team matches what they're really capable of doing, or do you feel like it's out of whack? I feel like it might be a tad out of whack. I think they're putting a lot of confidence on Zach Wilson and based on what he was able to do in the bowl game. Until they've really gotten more consistent, I would say that some of this confidence might be a little misplaced. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Band Friday, band today, Van Hoff, an indie slash alternative band from Provo. Check them out at vanhoffband.com. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. We do it each and every Friday. It is time for Gordon's List. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Hi, everybody. You don't fling poop on your neighbor's porch. Stevie, how are you today? You do not throw crap at your neighbor. I think that's in the good book, isn't it? Thou shalt not. Well, let's crack open the good book here and read from uh, uh, from uh, Ezekiel 4, where it says, if you have the goods, go ahead and show the goods. All right, it's time for Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly, Nissan Southtown. Gordon, what's on that list today? All right, uh, let's start with uh, Utah football. Uh, I was up at uh, practice today and uh, talking to some of the players, uh, doing some interviews and whatnot. And, folks, it's time, it really is time, to start specifically getting ready for the rivalry game. And I'm not just talking about the fans like what we mentioned yesterday. I'm talking about the players. The players are close to going into game prep mode. And they do have some extra time, obviously. The game is on Thursday night, 13 days, as I said. But uh, it's it's you could feel it. You could feel it, Jake. You know, sometimes you go to camp and it's just kind of oh, another day, you know. But there was there, there was some excitement in the air up there. Yeah, um, I, Riley Jensen, uh, I think he was on with DJ and PK, talked about the crickets. That's how when he can tell it's football season is when the crickets start to come out at night. Then, oh, really? Uh, yeah, you know. I thought that I was thought you eloquently be, put. I thought you could hear crickets like in June. I don't know. Oh. I've, I guess I've never paid that close of attention, but that's just what uh, our boy Riley said. That's okay. how he knows All right. it's, it's football season. And, yeah, it, it couldn't get here fast enough. It is uh, a blessing that the rivalry game is the first game of the year. We don't have to wade through a bunch of ho-hum games. We get right at it. What are you looking 
forward to the most? Okay, I'm I'm going to tell you this because I'm I'm irritated today. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing if if Utah's wide receivers live up yeah. to this monstrous billing that they're getting everywhere. Because monstrous is a monstrous. I, I'm I'm speaking in kind of a, a mocking tone because once again I got dragged into some Twitter conversation about how I uh, don't think Utah's receivers are any good. You have disrespected them. I have not disrespected. Here, here's the deal. This is this is my line of thinking, uh, Gordon. I like to learn from my mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. I do. I like to I like to learn from previous behavior and have that calculate my future behavior and opinion. Yeah, right. I mean, I haven't ever heard you say anything about anything bulging on the air uh, since you made that error. Uh, no, no, I have not done that again. And I, I make a lot of mistakes, and I'm, I'm wrong on some opinions. We make, we make opinions for a living. We have opinions for a Matt Harpring will not travel not. with the team, and had his MRI revealed degeneration of a joint in his spine and a slightly bulging a disc. And that's that's about as egregious as it gets right there. So it seems like we're in a cycle of every single year, Utah's receivers are finally going to be good. Way to just gloss right over that. Every single and, every and, and, single camp. And you're not going to believe it until you see it. That's all. That's it. Right you're, there. You're, you're, I, you're from Missouri. I want to see it. Show, show me. me. Yes. Show me, please. That's all. I think Jalen Dixon has a, a ton of potential. Brian Thompson, you hear nothing but great things. But that's the point, is we always hear nothing but great great things. And for the most part, it's the same guys that we saw last year. Well, so I just want to see the improvement yeah, for myself. Guys grow. That is, In college, guys grow from one year to the next. They do. But uh, here's a BYU example. And Britton Covey's there. Don't you've forget been, him. You've been wait, waiting for Micah Simon at BYU to take that next yeah. step, and it just hasn't come. Sometimes sometimes that's it. Remember Ross Oppo at BYU that we always thought, boy, when he takes the next step, he's going to be really good. And, and he just never really did. So I'll, that's that's it. I I've just I've been burned in the past by drinking the Kool Aid and going, oh Gordon, this is it. This is the year. Those receivers are going to be terrific, and then they're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes better than others, but I've 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 been burned by that before. So I just want to see it. That's all. I'm not hating on anybody. I just I want to see that improvement. I want to see that development. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Did I sound too irritated? Because I really don't mind getting caught up in the Twitter conversation. It's no problem. You include me anytime. But this particular one, I feel like I'm being misrepresented. Okay. That's fine. I'll tell you what, a couple things I'm looking for. Please. Can BYU move the ball against that defense? Yep. That... Well, I do think BYU's offense has improved. I talked to a couple of the guys up there, the defensive players at Utah. These guys are really good. Uh, they, they, in order to beat Zach Wilson, they're going to have to pressure him. They're going to have to get some pressure on him, and they got some guys who can do that. Well, now, Remember last year against Washington State, it was uh, Lucky Fotu who had been suspended because of that that uh, oh, the helmet to helmet hit, whatever yeah. that was, and that was really a questionable call against Washington. But he was absent in that first half against Washington yep. State. And what did Washington State do in that first half? They, the they, yeah, they punished. He's a, of course, like he will be available along with a lot of his friends. So we'll see how that goes. That good BYU offensive line against that fantastic 
Utah defensive front. Are you turning into Hans now, just watching the trenches? That's it? No, I'm just saying it's important. It's important. And then, can BYU stop Utah's run game? And not just Zach Moss, and not his backups, but also Tyler Huntley. And how many carries is Huntley going to have? I think that'll be interesting. Because that I know that Kyle Whittingham has this philosophy. One of the reasons he has favored Tyler Huntley through the years is because he is a dual threat guy, and those are the quarterbacks that he thinks in building defenses are the toughest to to, uh, to, to slow down. And so will BYU be able to handle that? It's going to be a fascinating game. It really is, especially with how last year's game turned out. I mean, because I know BYU lost, but they've got to have some confidence because they did some things right and probably think that they blew it. Yeah. And Utah, you know, they're riding this this winning streak that they obviously want to keep going, and they have dreams and aspirations and uh, of a pretty special season and certainly don't want to see that derailed game number one like we were talking about. Right, and it right. makes these matchups, these these things we're talking about all the more fascinating and it's going to be such a, a fun game to watch i am really i'm excited for it and i'm with you at the beginning of the year i'm liking it more than i thought uh i would i thought it i like it at the end of the year i know everybody thought it was weird last year but this beginning of the year is good yeah because it gives us lots of time to think about it without being distracted by another game right and that's fantastic i know we're Love not it. we're not talking about you know idaho state right for a month and a half right. leading up to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like it. So we'll get more into that game later on the list. But uh, let me keep going. Uh, Mike Conley. Mike Conley and his leadership. Have you seen some of the things he's been saying? I have, yeah. About conscientious practice, about working hard every single day. This guy is a born leader. Here's the question. Are there other leaders on the team and can you have too many leaders? Okay, so, yes, you can have too many leaders. And the hierarchy of a locker room, fascinating, yes. right? Fascinating. fascinating Paging and, Dr. Freud. And combustible, right? Yeah. So Mike needs to be a leader on the team with some self-awareness. Does that make any sense? Sure. He needs to – Rudy and Donovan have been together for a while now, well, a couple of years now, and are the, the – they're the alphas. They're the leaders of the team. And they've emerged as that through their player and their attitude, and I think that's a really good thing. But is there a new sheriff in town? That's what Mike needs to avoid. He needs to, and the good news is, especially Donovan, I think, is very open to other opinions and those sorts of things and very inviting to his teammates and, and you know, learns from them. And I think that, that attitude will suit him well. But Mike needs to, to come in and be a leader without taking over the team. Because the cornerstones of the franchise are Rudy and Donovan. It's not you know, Mike Conley. That is, that is a big, big deal because there's potential that we could see that kind of attitude bleed over onto the court. And if Donovan Mitchell acquiesces to anyone on this team, it'll be a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, he can learn from him like you were talking about. He can listen to him, but when he's on the floor... He cannot be uh, passive. He can read and recognize situations, get the ball where it needs to go. But if any time you don't see him as a dominant offensive player in relative terms, then he is shying away from, from what he has to be, yeah. in my opinion. And so you're right. So how, how do you work that? 
And what role does Rudy play in all this? And how do they all come together and say, okay, let's all row in the same direction. Let's uh, make sure we're on board with each other. Because, you know, all those guys have strong personalities. All of them have strong opinions. And uh, if, it, if they don't discuss it, if they don't communicate, then it's going to manifest itself in less than productive ways. I'll give you an example from jazz history of somebody that did it wrong. Mark Jackson. Yes. He comes in, and, and the guy with that experience, I mean, because it was toward the end of his career, he probably had some stuff to share. He uh-huh. probably had, you know, he could have probably helped a lot of players with his experience and, and what he had been through. If he came into the team in the right way, he certainly could have been a leader, even though he was backing up John Stockton. But what did he do? He, he came in it. He and poisoned he, it. he ripped the locker room yeah. in two. Yep. I mean, 100%. He, he, he undermined St. John. Yep. And Jerry and, and everybody else. And it didn't work. And it wasn't he wasn't important enough to that team for it to be disastrous. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if if you can't acquiesce to two Hall of Famers when you're at the bum end of your career, <laughs> I would say, what's the matter with you, sir? But that, that is an example of somebody that, com- that completely did it wrong. Because uh, you remember back way back then, Gordon, Mark Jackson, uh, years of jazz fans complaining about the Delaney Rudds of the world, mm-hmm. John's backup being the, the, the ultimate uh, pariah because, gal, who could replace John Stockton? No one. But anyway... You know, John Crotty, Delaney Rudd, this cavalcade of bozos that came through as, as John Stockton's backup. And then all of a sudden, Mark Jackson comes. You go, oh, well, perfect. There you go. You got another guy. Been another fired. leader. Another leader. Oh, man. John's going to be off the floor, and Mark Jackson is going to be on replacing him? All right. There you go. And it was a disaster because he didn't have the right attitude. So everything we can tell about Mike Conley, I would guess that he's smart enough to perceive this. But it's still, I'm with you. It's still... It needs to be Donovan's team. Donovan and Rudy. Yeah, it takes touch on Mike Conley's part. Right. But see, what he's been what he's been saying hasn't really interrupted that flow of leadership. I don't think so either. Because he's talking about working hard. And, you know, so, so, I mean, these are things. If he came in and started saying, now, you guys are doing this wrong. Let's do it my way. Now, that's where you run into that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, we got some... Uh, uh, I hate these headlines, but we got to get to them. I have some hateful, hateful headlines that we'll get to. And a guy dies doing something he never should have been doing. And then there's a whole bunch of mysterious stuff going on wow. as well. So we'll get to all that. A mysterious list mm-hmm. coming up next. Stay tuned. Live from uh, Utah State Capitol. Hanging out with our friends at the Tour of Utah. The Stage 4 gets started uh, this evening at 6 o'clock. We have tickets we're giving away that you can enter to win. Uh, all sorts of concerts, bees tickets. We've got jazz t-shirts. And if you get here early, you'll get a good spot. So encourage people to get out here and say hello. It's important to get a good spot. I've always uh, lived by that philosophy. Uh, we know you have. Get that good spot. Sometimes multiple good spots. <laughs> If you know what I'm alluding to. I have no idea what you're talking about. No idea whatsoever. Do you have to turn everything in that direction? I have a nice car. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Network. Network.
show. Gordon Motts at Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the Utah State Capitol up here for stage four of the Tour of Utah. We continue on with Gordon's list as it is Friday, of course. Where are we going next, Gordo? It is Friday, and it's a beautiful Friday. We hope you're having a terrific day. I hate the preseason, Jake. I hate the preseason. I just do. Fundamentally, always will. The headlines today... Jets linebacker tears ACL. Ravens lose cornerback. Chargers DB suffers broken foot. Colts receiver breaks and dislocates an ankle. Come on! Over before it even begins. No, it just sucks. I, I, I know it's football, and you can't, uh, there's nothing to do about it. I, I, I just, I don't know. I wish there was a way to limit it. You can't I, stop it. You can't avoid it completely, but good grief. It, Gordon, I was reading a little bit about the upcoming collective bargaining in uh, in the NFL. Uh, the players... The fact uh, that they're gonna, there's going to be a labor stoppage. Well, the uh, players' couple, union is, re- is recommending that uh, they batten down the hatches, which mm-hmm. is not abnormal. I mean, they, just to be prepared. But I, as I was reading up on it, isn't it interesting that the... the the sport that should absolutely have guaranteed contracts is the sport that does not. And the reason it does not is because it's the sport that should. And I, I feel terrible for these guys that are trying to, to make the team. You know, uh, and I listen to Hans and Scotty, of course, every day. But when you hear Hans talk about NFL camps and stuff like that, you can hear the angst. It still brings up anxiety for him. He, he hated it. He hated it because... He could be fired any day, you know? You're, think about that. You're either going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or bupkis. <laughs> and the pressure yeah. to make that team, I mean, I can't even imagine uh, the anxiety. So I feel the, the, the guys I feel most bad for are the ones that are just trying to make the team and get hurt because that means it's unfair, but it probably means it's it's over for a lot of those guys. And yeah. that's... Uh, that's the hard part. The NFL should have guaranteed contracts. I mean, there's no way that union's going to get it because they can't have the solidarity to push it far enough to get, you know, fully guaranteed contracts. But that's the sport that should. All right. Yeah, I agree with you on that. A 41-year-old man by the name of Dana Hutchings died, maybe you saw this story, during a taco-eating contest at a Fresno Grizzlies game. That's a AAA affiliate of the Washington Nationals. He choked. On a freaking taco. Now... And then didn't he fall and hit his head? Yes. Yeah. And, and, I mean, there were the EMT there, and then the paramedics came, but he he, he died, I think, before he got to the hospital. Uh, I mean, I, what do you do with something like that? It's it's a terrible story. I, we talked to Tony a little bit about this off the air. Of course, Tony, you know, very familiar with... Uh, the operations of minor league baseball games. Uh-huh. And uh, he was very critical that Fresno, um, and I don't want to put, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was very critical that, that Fresno would have that contest in the first place. A like taco. You, yeah. You opposed- should, Cause it's got the hard shell and you should foresee the, the dangers of choking. But then I, I thought to myself, you know, it, freak stuff happens. Like the, the bees you could have, choke on a hot dog. It, right. Or I mean, they do the, the. And I, I I don't want to tempt fate by bringing this up, but they yeah. do the the pro the the what do they call it the produce preakness. That's what Austin calls it, mm-hmm. where they run around the the outside in the in the fruit costumes or vegetable costumes or whatever. You know, somebody could fall and hit their head, or you know, it. 
there's a certain amount of risk in anything, right? And so I don't know. Do you do you think the franchise should have been smarter? I I don't know. I I like I said, you can choke on just about anything, you know. So I don't. And may, maybe one of the sponsors was a, a right. taco place. Right. I, it's just one of those deals where you see it. And I understand minor league baseball. Anyone who has talked to those who manage this stuff, they have to get creative. To, to involve the fans. They have to. It's just part of it. And so, uh, this is heartbreaking, man. A guy goes to a ball game and something like that happens. Uh, just and he was only 41, right? 41. Yeah, yeah too Don't young. know what to do. Too young. Here's another story. USC receiver Brew McCoy. Have you seen this? Uh-uh. A former five-star transfer from Texas. He went to Texas. Mm-hmm. I think he's from L.A. Went to Texas for spring football and then decided he wanted to come back home. And, uh, well, he's been unable to play because he has what doctors say is, quote, a fever with that with an unknown cause. Oh no! And they can't figure it out. Seven weeks, and they haven't been able to figure this thing out. And he's been unable to play. Uh, this mystery illness has uh, plagued him, and uh, he's uh, uh, lacking energy. Uh, obviously, if you have a fever, you know you know how that goes. That's Just, scary. Uh, doctors don't know. Yeah, that's frightening. And a fever. I mean, anytime you're messing with a fever, yeah, that's. I mean, that's serious stuff. You certainly, if that thing climbs too high, it can be it can be fatal. But that is that is horrifying. So they don't know they don't know bacteria. They don't know no. if it's uh, viral. They, they, they have all kinds of suspicions, but no real conclusions. Just about the time they think they're zeroing in on it, the, the thing changes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. In today's day and age, I mean, we just take modern medicine for granted, don't that's we? Exactly right. Yeah. That it's a surprise to us. Mm. That they can't identify it, boy. You just hope for his. You hope he gets better. That's that's really scary. But because he was that that transfer, him transferring to USC from Texas, that was big news. He's yeah. he's a highly touted mm-hmm. player. Indeed. So man, and that's never tough. never take good health for, for granted. No, nope. that much we know. All right, this is a weird weird story that has nothing to do with sports, but a Pennsylvania couple couple faked the birth and death of a baby. Because they wanted to dupe family and friends out of money and gifts given at a baby shower, etc., etc., etc. It was all a scam. It, authorities found a lifelike baby doll at the couple's home. Uh, they said that the baby was born and they, they got, had a shower and got all kinds of gifts for it. And then they claimed that the baby died shortly thereafter. That and is so horrible. Now they are facing... Uh, Casey and Jeffrey Lang are charged with theft by deception. That is awful. <laughs> I know. I, I said I said it was going to be kind of a downer at some point here. It's one of the awful. worst things I've ever heard. <laughs> is, what is wrong with uh, what is, is it wrong not? with people? I, I don't and, know. And by the way, I mean we had a baby shower i guess when we when we had sadie and, and we got some very nice things and are very grateful for it but it's not like we came away no i know like a hundred grand richer I know. this was you know like 600 I mean? bucks i got yeah, that's just terrible that's terrible well i just glad i could brighten your friday that's, everybody with that story that's got to be drug related right i have no idea i mean they look like regular folks to me that is horrible that is horrible 
Jake, a drunken Florida man attacked another man with a sword over a dispute over who had the better penmanship. Wow, now there's something to fight over. That's a, that's a classic Florida story, isn't it? Wow, a sword. That escalated quickly. Coming up, I've got a couple issues very, I mean, that are going to, one is absolutely going to infuriate our listeners. So look forward to getting mad. Uh, and then a, a crazy story, uh, a story that uh, is unlike uh, anything that we've seen in our lifetime. And uh, I, I got to throw out a shout out at good wishes for Boogie Cousins. Did you watch the video? We'll get into it. All right. That's all straight ahead as Gordon's list continues on. Don't forget Big T. Going to join us at the top of 5 o'clock hour live from the Tour of Utah, Stage 4 at the Utah State Capitol. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.